T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. to blame Kyle Shanahan Jimmy G or is Patrick Mahomes just flat out Superman it's a super Monday home and home a radio.com sports original and we're brought to you as always by ZipRecruiter check them out ZipRecruiter.com slash enter they are the smartest way to hire Dave Briggs Ross Tucker here and a man of his word Joe Shasky the butcher boy joining us early on a painful Monday morning for his 49ers. Shasky, we appreciate you coming on. I know this is a tough morning. Where do you place your blame right now that you've had a a few hours to sleep on it? Kyle Shanahan, Jimmy G, or do you just have to chalk it up to Superman? Well, I've always been of the theory that there's like a pie chart of culpability, right? And so you've got all these different slices on on who you want to blame and point the finger at. I mean, the reality is teams lose games. The Chiefs obviously deserve so much credit. Patrick Mahomes got blasted all game. I mean, he took massive shots in this game, and they kept bouncing back. They fought back like a champion prize fighter, and all it took was that one big Third and 15 play. So right there, I got another slice. The defense, third and 15. How do you allow them to hit that giant bomb down the streaking sides to Tyreek Hill? That's just, uh, you can't do that. And then Jimmy Garoppolo clearly, clearly has a big slice of the pie. And I think that goes hand in hand with Kyle Shanahan. The relationship of Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan, the lack of trust, um, maybe the the fear of him throwing another oh no Jimmy pick. I don't know what it was, but Jimmy didn't have a really great game. I know the numbers look good. He looked like a one read quarterback in this one, and he had multiple opportunities with the ball in his hands. He was at the fifty yard line with a minute thirty to go, and it was four of the most. Awful plays I've seen from him all year. He looked locked up. They couldn't throw the ball on the outside of the hashes. And then that brings me to to Kyle Shanahan because in a game where you only have eight possessions in the first half, everyone is going to, you know, uh, Monday morning quarterback, the final two minutes of, of of the first half saying, why weren't you more aggressive? I have a whole theory on that one. But I just think it starts with his lack of trust in Jimmy. They got away from the running game where he most only gets 12 touches in this game. Where is George Kittle? Like last year, I watched this Chiefs team go down to Gronkowski and the Tom Brady New England Patriots because everyone in the stadium knew Gronk is going to get the ball and you can't stop him. Where is the play for George Kittle in the red zone? Where is the play for George Kittle with the season on the line? And then the final play to me, fourth down. This is the second and last drive. Fourth down, the clock already hits zero. It should have been a delay of game. Call the timeout. Call the timeout. Get your guys rallied. Where's the composure? The quarterback can barely get the snap off. They don't even get a throw off. If that didn't speak to them crapping their pants as an entire team in the final seven minutes, I don't know what else to say, man. Uh, Let's go through these sequentially. And I have rubbed it in with you before about 28 to three. Here is Kyle Shanahan, though, on not calling 
that timeout. And then Ross will ask you about it uh, after the question. They had three timeouts. It was 10 to 10. Um, the last thing we were going to do is allow them to get the ball with three timeouts, especially with their quarterback and offensive speed um, to go in there and score before half. Felt real good. Um, 10 to 10, especially with us starting with the ball. Um, thought it played out all right. Thought we should have got points, but um, they um, ended up calling that P.I. on Kittle. So it took it away. Yeah, I got to tell you, Joe, um, I, I did not have a big problem with him not calling timeout. I thought with the Chiefs punting it from the 49-yard line that – you know, you don't know what your field position is going to be there. They almost down the punt at the one-yard line. So if you called a timeout with a minute and a half left, you're really just helping the Chiefs get another score. That wasn't the issue for me. The issue for me was after it was a touchback and you knew you had the ball at the 20, three timeouts, a minute left, to call runs on first and second down and huddle up and have no sense of urgency – that, to me, was the issue. I think, in my opinion, Joe, and I want yours, I think people yeah. are focused on the wrong aspect of the end of the first half. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought this up. So me and my co-host, Monte Hill, we were screaming at each other watching the game. And, you know, you're watching the game with everybody at the studio. And he said, call the timeout, call the timeout. John Lynch is screaming, call the timeout. I'm with you, Ross. I watched this team do that exact same thing. Call the timeout, then get pinned in their own end zone at the end of the Monday night game against Seattle. Then Shanahan threw three straight incomplete passes and punted the ball back to Russell Wilson only to lose the game. And everyone said, why weren't you more conservative why didn't you run the ball so i feel like this guy he just he he, he couldn't win he couldn't win with this decision i i agree with you running the ball in that situation that was just perplexing i didn't understand it the word i use is sense of urgency like you could still be pragmatic with the clock but where's the sense of urgency then you take the deep shot to george kittle that was an opi yeah is it ticky tacky probably but you extended the arm once and then twice nine times out of ten they're gonna call that i i I don't love the call, but but I'm, I'm okay with it because he did kind of push off, and it was a big-time play. I have a bigger issue with where are you not being more aggressive throughout the entire game? There were two throws, Kittle and Sanders late, to extend these safeties. you gotta you got to attack more in this game, and that goes back to Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think Kyle Shanahan trusts Jimmy Garoppolo. You saw John Lynch calling for the timeout. You see what Kyle Shanahan did on the field, and then you saw the lack of trust trust in Jimmy Garoppolo and then you see what played out in the final two minutes I'm telling you there's something going on here guys this dynamic is going to be something I'm monitoring I don't know what to make of it but I'm with you Ross and I'm I'm I am alone in the Bay Area with this one I said I'm okay with them not hmm. calling the timeout and and kind of rolling the dice on that because like you said they almost down that punt my bigger issue was the set of plays that you run once you get the ball at the 20 Throw the ball. Like, just throw the ball. And that's where – can you ISO Kittle? Can you can you take a shot over the top to Debo Samuel or Emmanuel Sanders? Oh, my God. And when you lose, man, you got to dissect every nuance. I'm just I'm, – I'm sick to my stomach, to be honest with you. We can hear it. Niners, uh, Mostert and Coleman average five-plus yards per carry. 17 carries, 86 yards. And that equation, five-plus yards per carry, Niners generally win that game. You say – the coach, Kyle Shanahan, doesn't trust the quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo, they threw the ball 20 times in the second half. They ran it 10. That, again, is averaging five yards per carry. It sounds like in your voice, 
you might have some questions if Jimmy Garoppolo is back in a Niners uniform next year. It's just a $4.2 million cap hit. Do you think there's any chance, even a slight one, that Kyle Shanahan wants to go elsewhere with the position? Oh, wow. I mean, this I think this is the million-dollar question. I, If I had to bet today, i say Jimmy comes back, no question about it, right? That's what I would say today. In the back of my head, I'm saying, I think everything's on the table. I think moving up in the draft, taking a quarterback and stashing him for a year is on the table. I think there's a straight-up, clean, clean cut from Jimmy is on the table. Kyle is out here praising Kirk Cousins the week of the Super Bowl as a franchise quarterback. And then with two minutes to go, is afraid in the first half, is afraid to throw the ball with Jimmy Garoppolo. And I know that they threw the ball a lot. It was cute, dink and dunk, one read type of plays. All year, it's been one read, maybe two reads. Kyle's play designs have been, this is who you are throwing to. This is the play. If it's not there, eat it. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, if you watch the way the Niners play, it feels to me like Kyle can put anybody in that slot and get comparable statistics. That's not to take away from Jimmy. I think Jimmy's really good. It's his first full year starting, but they squandered a massive opportunity to hoist the Lombardi. And this has been my fear all year long. They had a championship caliber defense. They just needed the quarterback at times to be better than what Jimmy Garoppolo was yesterday. And that sucks. He was good, but he wasn't great. Like, he just wasn't great. And they needed somebody to be great to beat that guy, Patrick Mahomes. Straight up. Yeah, I, I thought he played pretty well, Joe, until, you know, the last eight or nine minutes or so. You know, but even even I'll, I'll go back when he missed Kittle. He didn't throw it to Kittle on a third and two. They had to end up going for the uh, field goal early in the second half. Kittle was wide open, middle of the field. Shanahan's also gotten criticism, Joe, for being too aggressive with Garoppolo in the fourth quarter and people saying they should have ran it more. Do you think that is fair? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not just running the ball. To me, it's like there's this weird thing, and I've been saying it all year. Raheem Mostert's your best running back, all right? Now, I get it. Committees, all these things. You want to, you know, obviously, you know, conserve a guy throughout the season. I get all that. It's the Super Bowl. You waited two and a half series to get Raheem Mostert to touch? Are, are, are you kidding me? Like, what are you trying to prove to me with Tevin Coleman? I get it. You like him. Okay, great. Raheem Mostert's the better player. Stop with the roster politics. Stop trying to prove to me that you're smarter than you are. To me, it's just... It's just criminal that you, a team that hangs its hat on running the rock down your throat, only gives the ball to a guy who broke the record in the NFC Championship game 12 touches. Like, that's that's just criminal to me. I don't understand it. You can be aggressive while still running the ball in dynamic ways. Where's the screen game for Tevin Coleman? Isn't that why you got him? Because he's a great pass catcher? I didn't see any screens in this game. So, look, we're going to dissect all of Kyle's conservative nature, his aggressive nature. He, he had a bad game by his standards. And the irony was they were up 10. They were up 10 in the fourth quarter with seven minutes to go. They needed to sustain a drive. That's all they needed to do. And when push came to shove, they couldn't do it. And part of it, it's the big boy league. This ain't CYO, all right? It was a great season. I love this team. It's a great year. But guess what? It's, it's the pros. You got to deliver when push comes to shove. And the facts are Kyle Shanahan now in two Super Bowls has been outscored 46 nothing. 46 nothing in the fourth quarter. Like, th that's, that is now he has become the current Andy Reid. They've switched spots. It's, 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 
It's crazy, the narratives, the way everything flipped in the final six and a half minutes. And this defense played their heart out. But she can't give up 21 points in seven minutes. All right. So, Joe, we probably should have started with this. But I need to know the emotions of everybody in the Bay Area, Niners fans. Is it we? this is the start of something big and we'll be back? Or is it much different than that? This is one of those losses, Ross, and I, I'm, I'm saying this without reservation. This is one of those losses, as a sports fan, you never get over. You never, ever, ever get over this kind of a loss. This is heartbreaking. This is one of the, the more favorite teams in sports history in the Bay Area. This goes right up there with the 2002 Giants and Dusty Baker handing the ball to Russ Ortiz and Felix Rodriguez giving up a home run to Scott Spezio. This goes right up there with the 49ers falling into a giant deficit in the 2012 Super Bowl, 2013, and not handing the ball off to Frank Gore. This goes right up there with the, the NBA champion Golden State Warriors in 2016 losing on Father's Day. Tie game, two minutes to go. Andre Iguodala gets blocked by LeBron, and Kyrie puts a dagger in their eye after winning 73 games. You will never, Bay Area fans are already heartbroken. Yeah, there's the big picture of, you know, the team is still young, but we know how this thing works out. Even if they go and rip off four straight Super Bowls, which it's not going to happen, but let's just say, in this hypothetical world, you still left one on the table. And, like, these opportunities are few and far between. You, like, they had a lead in the fourth quarter, up 10, six and a half minutes to go. They were dead in a water, third and 15, third and 15, and then you had them third and 10, and you got the P.I. Like, it's just, it's one of those losses. I'm telling you, this one will sting forever. We will never get over it. And Kyle Shanahan will never shake it until he wins a Super Bowl. And even then, there's going to be people saying he gagged away the 2019-2020 Super Bowl. It's, it's, it's heartbreaking, man. Talking to Joe Shasky, the Butcher Boy, 95-7, the Bay Area. Look, I, I sense we feel your, your broken heart. But I feel like you'd only feel that way that you'll never get over it if you if you feel like this team is not going to get it done. Because if you look at your squad as, hey, you know what? We're going to be a contender for the next five to ten years, and Jimmy Garoppolo is going to win a ring, you'd have a sense of, you know what? We're going to be just fine here. This is a very young football team. I hear in your voice no confidence that this roster as presently constituted gets it done. You know, Dave, it's just so hard in the NFL to run it back the next year. It's I saw this with Seattle. I mean, they, they had a chance to get a, 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 a repeat, and we thought they were going to go back the next year, and then they fall off the map. I saw it with the Hardball team. You know, like, oh, my God, they're incredible. They have an opportunity to win the Super Bowl for the next seven years. And then the, the, the rug gets pulled out from underneath them. Football's mm. a violent game. And when the, you hang your hat on your defense, right, you know, guys get hurt. You know, they're not the same player. Joe Staley's probably going to retire in the next couple of years. The free agency, once you start winning, everyone wants to get broken off and get paid. They want to get more credit, as we like to say. Richard Sherman's getting up there in age. 
Uh, and who knows what happens with the quarterback? That's the other thing. Like, you would have asked me after 2012. I said, man, Colin Kaepernick, yeah. man. We got Colin Kaepernick. We're good to go. We're going to roll this thing back. Harbaugh and Kaepernick next 10 years. I'll bank on that. Stuff happens. Like, the NFL is so weird. And I just look at the trend in the NFL. When you lose the Super Bowl, you take a massive step back the following year. And it's really hard to climb that mountain again. And then this year alone, they got a lot of breaks. Big Ben Roethlisberger gets hurt. They, they get Pittsburgh with, with a, a backup quarterback. And you, you get the number one seed. So you get to host all these games at Levi's. You avoid Seattle in the playoffs. You play kind of a flawed Green Bay team. You don't have to play New Orleans in the playoffs. Like, stuff happens. Next year, they can go 10-6, and six, right, and not get a home playoff bye and be on the road. I mean, that's a downgrade from what they just did. That's that's what makes this year so depressing. They were on the edge. You can barely—I mean, you can't get any closer to winning the Super Bowl than what they did. It's—I'm sorry. It's this is heartbreaking. And oh, I want to say that, yes, they have a five-year window, but I just know how the NFL works. You don't. Like, you don't. If you have an elite superstar quarterback yep. and head coach, all the other pieces can change. And, yeah, you have an opportunity, but it's really hard. I thought Drew Brees would get back. I thought Aaron Rodgers would get back. Uh, there's a lot of guys I thought would get back to Super Bowls and haven't. It's hard for me to sit here and say Jimmy G and Kyle Shanahan are going to get back. I want to believe yeah. that. I think if Kyle gets back, it's another quarterback. Well, Dan Marino had Don Shula and they never got back. All right, we, we feel your brokenheartedness. We want to end this on two light, quick answers. Now, I know that is difficult with you, but <laughs> first, was the Super Bowl halftime show too provocative? Sorry. That is a yes or no question. Was the halftime show too provocative? Yeah. And we have an even split on should we have a holiday on Monday or have a Super Bowl on Saturday. We have a dead even split. Can you weigh in on those two questions? Well, President's Day is like what? Not this upcoming Monday, as in next two weeks. week, but the week after, right? Like, how have we not aligned this up? Like, let's figure this thing out. Like, we need the next day off. I'm, I'm hurting. Emotionally, I'm hurting. I don't even drink. And, and I need to have my body reset. I want to go back to my bed. I want to crank up the heater. I want to cuddle with my two little dogs. Like, that's what I want to do on this Monday. Now, I'll tell you right now. That halftime show, I enjoyed it. My wife was texting me, and she said, they're lip-singing. They're lip-singing. I said, babe, what do you expect? It's the halftime show for crying out loud. But I'm with you guys, man. Give me the freaking holiday. I don't want it on Saturday. I love it that it's on Sunday. But give me the freaking holiday the next day. I mean, come on. All right, Joe, All right. how old are your kids? How old are your kids? Uh, no, my wife and I don't have kids right now. Oh, I thought you did because you coached CYO. I thought you were coaching your kids. No, no. I'm one of those guys that I did so much sinning growing up. You got to give back, Ross. You got to give back. We played a heartbreaker the other day. I went five on three in the fourth quarter. Three kids fouled out. Three on five in the fourth quarter. We lost by one. And then, like, unlike hey, Shannon, you know what, though, we didn't Joe? gag it away. You know what, though, Joe? Your, your, your team was on the floor. <laughs> my, my team's on the floor. My my three kids are on the floor. So okay. So Joe, that's why that I I thought because you coached CYO, I thought you had kids. So now I know why you didn't mind the halftime show. If you had boys, okay, they would have had to excuse themselves from the room or pin up their Peter because it'd be sticking out watching that. Or if you had girls. 
you would want to close their eyes. It was too provocative, Joe. It was too Ross, much, and I'm not a prude at all. Ross, Ross, there's this thing called YouTube. I don't know if you're aware of it, but the kids go crazy over it. And if you think that halftime show is more provocative than anything they've seen on YouTube, I, I just... I, I think you're wrong. I just think you're wrong. Like, I believe me. I, I hang around third through eighth graders all week coaching sports, and you'd be shocked at the things that are on their phone. If you think the Shakira J-Lo halftime show is the most provocative thing they've seen this week, I, I think your head is in the sand, buddy. And you know I love you, Ross. But come on, my man. Come on. Well, my, my daughters are seven and six. And I am confident that is the most provocative thing they've ever seen. And I'm going to have a, I, I, I guess I almost, I wasn't with my wife. I didn't go to the family Super Bowl party that people went to because I wanted to be locked in in the yeah. theater watching. But I guess I have to blame my wife for letting her, them watch it. But we didn't know. We didn't know J-Lo. I mean, was it assless chaps and then a crotchless dress? And then they're like, hey, let's zoom in on her crotch. And then she's grabbing it. I mean, what are we talking about here? How about just some awesome music and awesome dancing? I don't mind seeing her butt every once in a while. That's cool. But gosh. I mean, come on. What do you want, Maroon 5? Like, oh, put me no. to sleep with Maroon 5. They're so garbage. Did you know? No, Imagine Dragons. Imagine Dragons. A real music act. They've got like two good songs. First off, I love the humble brag of I'm watching the game in my theater. Pick that thing up right there. My goodness. Throw me some of that cash. Did you see Beyonce hump the floor at Levi's in 2015? This is how the Super Bowl halftime should be. It's not for the kids. Like Trick Daddy says, I love the kids. I love the kids. But it's for me, not the kids. It's for me. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I, I do love the debate. It's interesting discussion. By the way, Beyonce, you just mentioned Beyonce. Beyonce <laughs> and Jay-Z did not stand up for the national anthem. Was it in solidarity with Colin Kaepernick or was it just an honest mistake? It was not a good look for either of them. We can all agree. Look, J-Lo's a 12, man. She is 50 years old, boys. 50. And she is a freaking 12. Can we all agree on that? 100 percent and alex oh. rodriguez is the luckiest man in america you want to talk about a legacy oh. turn look at the difference between how we look at Derek jeter after he retired and alex rodriguez they have flipped sides it is i love a rod i don't know about you guys i love a rod and he's the luckiest man in america right now he's the face of baseball and he's with j-lo Dude, he is with J-Lo. He was on the field. He was dancing. He is living his best life. Joe Shasky, sorry for the pain, brother. Try to get some Thank sleep. Cuddle with those dogs, all right? Cuddle the dogs. Hey, I, They'll make you feel better. Yep. I mean this sincerely. Thank you guys for having me on all year. You know, it means a lot. I appreciate both you guys, and we'll try to go get them next year. Pitchers and catchers report in 30 days, so there we go. Joe, you're not you're done with us, bro. You're not done with us. We're gonna we got all sorts of discussions still to come. Joe Shasky, 957 the Bay Area. Hey everybody, it's Ross Tucker. Thanks for listening to the Home and Home Podcast. Remember, you can watch or listen live every day from 8:30 to 10:30 a.m. Eastern Time exclusively on the radio.com app or on the web at radio.com/slash home.
home and home. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 